welcome to Pie Pan Pop. My name is Alicia. <laughs> My name is Justin. My name is Austin. And we're your hosts for this pop culture pod of this. We're ah, let me start again. And we're your hosts for this pod, podcast about pop culture and pie. But twist, <laughs> twist for tonight. But there's no pie. So there's no pie today because we're actually gonna do um, about one thing, a one-off episode, one thing only about. <laughs> The big movie that came out this weekend, A Star is Born. Ah, finally. Although, Justin, did you see A Star is Born? I just saw it like two, like, what time is it? Hold on. 7.30. I saw it at around 3.30, so four hours ago. So we've all seen A Star is Born this week. Justin's uh, viewing is the most recent, so the emotions are a little bit more on the surface. I like how you just threw that out for everyone. Thank you for that. (laughs) No, no, no I don't fine. mean. That's fine. I listen to certain songs in the soundtrack and get wrecked. So yeah, because I go right back to where it was oh, in the movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then I'm like, mm. okay. Before I'm we move so on, can I can I actually can I just yeah, do yeah. a pitch like a little bit of a personal one? Because um, I think this podcast will come out quite pretty pretty soon to when we record it. Um, just I don't know if anybody who listens to this is from the Panhandle, Florida. If you are, our thoughts, prayers, and good vibes go out to you. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, and if you can, please find a local organization in the area that, um, it's really personal to me. That's where mm-hmm. my family is, and, um, it's been a, a very devastating storm, much more than anyone expected it to be. So if you can, if you have the resources and abilities, please find a local organization in the area to help. This will be a long time for them to clean up the mess, mm-hmm. Panama City. And just north of that has just been devastated. So that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. We love you guys. Um, we are thinking and praying for you. Yes. Now, back to Star is Born. <laughs> oh, wow. You guys ready to... How, how are we going to... What's our angle? What, okay, real quick. From you, just the most recent person. Yeah. So we're, I think I want to come back to you last because yeah, your yeah. thoughts are probably like right there. Yeah. So Austin, first thoughts on the movie. First thoughts on the movie? Um <sighs> I, I loved it. Yeah? I, loved, I saw it by myself. Ooh, interesting. Okay. It just feels like a mistake because <laughs> I sat in a room by myself crying. Oh, man. Which is a good look, right? It's right? a great look. It's yeah. beautiful. Um, no, it I don't, It got me. Yeah. It got me. I loved it. And I still think about it. Um, and I really enjoyed the soundtrack, which really like carries, uh, carries on the life of the movie. And I want to see it again. Yeah. I would have to say I really, really, really liked it. I don't know if I loved it, loved it, loved it. I very, very much liked it. I'm sorry, I threw up. <laughs> I just threw up a little bit in my throat. I, oh, did you, hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Did hold you on. just cough over my joke and then take my joke? <laughs> I didn't even know you were going to say that, so <laughs> pop off there, sweet baby. Okay? Okay, one, let's go back to the first episode where you're so excited for okay, this Okay, wait, 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 wait. I want your well, thoughts since I'm going to be the Debbie Downer. I want okay. your thoughts on it. So Mine are going to be very long because I... Sum them up. I... Sum them up. Give us, like... Give us, very like, opening no, for no. this section right here. Okay. We're going to get back into it, but, like, give us, like, I top loved, two things. I loved it. You loved it? Um, okay. I saw it by myself as well, which is... I, I love seeing movies alone uh-huh. so much. I'm so glad. Uh, it's now, so good. But now, that was just a... Um, <laughs> the soundtrack was probably one of the most impactful things about the movie. Just the way that it was brought together and presented, it put you there. In like a way that I like didn't look at it like Lady Gaga or Bradley Cooper. I actually looked at them like artists. Like 
the way that you would view like almost famous you know with that whole thing and we've talked about that before um and i just thought it was so good um i i will say this halfway through the movie uh somebody called me and my phone went off and i went to text them and I, all i was trying to text is talk to you later but you know the acronym so t-t-y-l and some old lady behind me was like Turn your phone off. <laughs> and so I got really upset. And I was just like, what the heck? I was like, you, yeah. I was like so angry. And I just like let it go. But it kind of like bothered me. But I think if she wasn't there, and also if I had kind of like, you know, went in with like, I think I would have probably bawled my eyes out. I actually remember holding back tears at moments. And then other times I just like let them flow because it was, I have never seen chemistry like that. Uh-huh between two actors before that made it so believable and I was blown away by that I think personally that they are just I don't even know like I'm getting emotional even talking about it it was just beautiful it was like so believable and I kind of wish they were like married in real life honestly I feel like writing Lady Gaga a letter and be like please marry Bradley Cooper or like oh don't be those so people good. I know no, I'm not that person Lady Gaga I've only said five it's fine I won't do that but but no, it was just beautiful, and it just really, like, I think what I loved is how real it was. It felt just real. I don't know. I, I mean, there are some parts I was like, oh, you know, and, like, I hated the manager. So, well, I, I want to do... I think you were supposed to, because I hate him, too. Yeah, so, well, for this podcast, I kind of I kind of want to get us our, like, um, first gut emotions off the top, oh. which I've heard from the, you guys... And then I'll give mine a little bit. And then uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen The Star is Born Stop. and you don't want to actually know the details of the plot, um, maybe come back to this episode. I think Absolutely. I don't Stop think listening. there's going to be possible for us to talk about or, this without getting... Or keep listening if you want things to be ruined for you. Like um, me, I enjoy spoilers. If you if you don't mind, I personally don't mind spoilers. Uh, this is a story that's been told so many times. It's actually... I feel First like in a little bit. Nineteen thirty-seven. I think yeah, I think it's a little bit hard to actually spoil. There, there's a lot of universal plot points in all of them, but um, but just FYI, maybe I, come back to I it no because we're gonna we're gonna talk about the plots <laughs> and give some stuff away. Like I said, I really, 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 really like this movie. I probably need to see it again. Um, there are there is some stuff like I think it's maybe like ten minutes too long, maybe twenty minutes too long. There is like a part of it I do think slightly. Uh, that okay, drags. that ending, that ending. No, the ending's oh, fine. The ending's, when she looked at you. The ending is amazing. Right in the eyes, God. and I was like, <laughs> I that I like got up and left because look, I couldn't sit there any longer. Look, the ending is amazing, <laughs> but in the middle. I think there is some montages that, like, maybe if you trimmed off a couple minutes here and there off of each of them, I probably could do without. There is, like, a return to every a bunch of times where he sings that maybe it's time to let the old ways die. I love that. And I, I understand why they're doing it, but it, I, it's sort of, like, it didn't quite keep me as... Now, I will say this. This is the shortest version of A Star is Born. Usually this movie is, like, three hours long, which I cannot imagine enduring <laughs> another hour of this yeah. because it's just... Well, well and, and I think, like... Uh, we'll get into some more of the plot as to why those are actually longer than this one is. But I, I did like it. Um, I need to... Like, I, I sat with it for a really long... I, I really, really liked it. And then I sat for it with a little bit. And then now I'm, like, thinking about it. And I was like, ah, oh, there's so many things I, I love about it. But I don't know how many times I want to re-watch this movie. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. nothing... Like, I don't really feel like, oh, I gotta go see it again. 
Yeah, I, I, I think for me, I would probably enjoy seeing it again, but I also would probably enjoy waiting for it to come out. I'm probably going to buy it, honestly. I'm probably going to buy the soundtrack, too. The soundtrack vinyl, is fantastic. Person. I, Unless if they put those stupid songs that she no, sang. No, no, like, they're, they're on there, but I... They're not. Not not the dumb song. The dumb song that you the hate. The one that's like that. Like, you are you looking at me with them eyes like... Yeah, and the, je- the one <laughs> oh, with the I jeans. But I think that was it's on purpose. On oh yeah. No, it's not. Which it one is it? It is. Which one is it? It's right after the SNL skit. Oh. Also, yeah. I love that they put those little. There's a version yeah, of that soundtrack that, that doesn't awesome. have the dialogue parts in it, though. If you don't mm. want that, so. Um, I will agree with you. I did feel like it was too long, probably because I felt like that old lady was watching me the whole entire time, <laughs> and so I was like, "Come on, and then because I was like, I thought something was happening, because that person called me twice and then texted me a lot too. <laughs> And so I was okay. Like, it was me. And <laughs> it was Alicia. It was Alicia. <laughs> it was me, and I was a, a little bit paranoid that we wouldn't be able to record tonight because it's just been one of those weeks where every time I think something's gonna work out, it doesn't. <laughs> little did she know, I was in the town that we recorded watching the movie. Yeah, I, I had not anticipated that. Uh, I thought he would have seen it already before then, but I'm actually glad you just walked out of it because I like having someone who. Well, like, that's what I'm sitting with the emotion with it because I, I saw it almost a week ago. I, and I honestly almost wanted to drink before I went and saw it, but I feel like that would just be too too much. So I like walked out of that movie and I was like, Phew. like I, I called you. Yeah. That's what I said. I was like, that's a heavy movie. It is a really heavy movie. So, um, okay, so starting off, the movie opens kind of just do a little bit uh, point by point. Yeah, that opening that opening song that they do is just really. I think good. it's called Black Eyes yeah. that they do. Yeah. It's great. That it's was great. written by Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he's like he. Now he and Gaga are some of the writers on a lot of the songs. That's like, crazy. And That's that crazy. one actually, like I've listened to somebody else on a podcast talk about it. It reminded them a lot of Fever Dog from Almost Famous, yeah. and I, I get that very Fever that Dog too. vibe yep. from it. Yeah. What a strong way to start the movie, though. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> That's the drum beat in case anyone didn't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was. Yeah, no, it was, it's really good. It's really strong. Um, and then you end up transitioning from that. and just, So that's Bradley Cooper's character, who's Jackson Maine. And then you transition that to Lady Gaga's character, whose name is which, Allie. Which I loved that scene. Oh, so where she's like they, trying to get her stuff together and leave the... Um, the job? No, no. When she's like, when she's at the like drag bar. Oh yeah, but before that, was that beautiful. well, before that though, the there's actually the song she sang was like. Oh, that um, uh, Levy and Rose. Yeah, I I cried within the first ten minutes. Like I shed like probably two tears on that song because I was I was moved. By Lady that. Gaga has just a beautiful voice. Yeah, she does. Um, no, what was interesting before that on the way out when you see the title screen come up, she's singing "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." Mm-hmm. That's the beginning of "Somewhere Over the Rainbow." That um. It's it's like a part that a lot of people don't know about like birds and things like that, but it's an homage to the fact Judy Garland was in the second version of A Star Is Born, um, so that was kind of a little Easter egg of like Whoa. to Judy Garland. So yeah, Wait, I had a when, feeling I had to do what's like a throwback for something. Yeah, it's it's a throwback to the. You both are so smart. When did she sing "Somewhere Over the Rainbow"? She doesn't when say the titles the, pop when the titles pop up right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. that sounded so familiar, and I was. It's like, actually I know that. not the. It's not the part that most people know. But like, if you've ever played the song yeah. or sung the song, you'll know that there's like a few bars that, oh. of like lyrics that like 
most people don't sing that yeah. um, that are actually the opening part to Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yeah. And so that's what she's singing. 90% of people start with Somewhere Over, over the, the Rainbow. rainbow. <laughs> but there's like, a, there's, like, there's like two lines before that, and that's the lead into it. And that um, she's singing that. And it's like I said, it's an homage to Judy Garland because Judy Garland was in the second version of it. And I think in the second version of it, there might be some singing because it's Judy Garland. The first version, it's just purely about an actress. I think the second version, Judy Garland might sing in it. And then, of course, the third version is Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. And then, obviously, this one. So, And then she goes to the drag bar. The and like I think that's really like that's yeah, a I great that, scene. I thought that was really cool. Like, I love her friend. So I love her friend too. Uh, yeah, he's that's so, he's so um, wonderful. That hold on, uh, it's uh, Ramirez is his last name, and I'm gonna remember. This I think it's Javier, maybe, but I don't want to get it wrong. Oh, Anthony Ramirez is um, he's from uh, Hamilton. So you uh, may not have seen him before, no. but you will have heard him sing if you've listened to the Hamilton soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So. He's one You're of the, a huge Hamilton fan, aren't you? I loved Hamilton. Like, I'm yeah. just gonna... He doesn't even sing in this. No, he's no. he's the friend. So, Which um, he does such a good job. I'm oh, sorry, no, it's Anthony Ramos, not Ramirez. Anthony Ramos is his friend. So, yeah, and then you... We, I'm trying to think what happens... Oh, so then so then she like sings this beautiful French ballad. Which is Loving in Rose, which is a crazy famous song. Which I didn't even know was that crazy famous, but it sounded familiar. Shout out to my three years of French. <laughs> Puigelet Puy- aux toilettes. That's, may I use the toilet again? <laughs> That's all I remembered. Uh, anyway, uh, so she sings, and that one shot where she's lying down and looking at Bradley Cooper and singing, like, I started crying at that point, too. Yeah, where like, she I, turns her head. I felt so much love, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, that's the like, one no. where you can tell he oh. was just like, oh, crap. And like, he's, he, he was crying, he was, too. You can see, Yeah, he can ah. see it in his eyes. He was like, I, like, like where he gets hooked. Yeah. Where he's just like, I have to know more I about this person. Well, I love that he keeps looking back at her friend and being yeah. like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. she's good. She's and also, great. what I like, too, is when she gave the rose to her friend, he gave that to him. Because <laughs> yes. he knew, like, I mean, her friend is such a good wingman. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, he really was, actually. Son of a gun. <laughs> That's what I need in my life. <laughs> That's what we all need in our lives, actually. Seriously. So, <laughs> 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 Anthony Ramos, will you come to our <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> where, where is Anthony when you need yeah, him? Yeah, no. um, But, uh, so, um, yeah, that was it's a great scene. And then, I, personally, I love the parking lot scene. So then, okay, well, from there, they go, he comes backstage. I, hold on, before that, I, what I will say is what I, yeah, he goes backstage, but then what I didn't understand was that bar scene when she punched the guy. I loved that scene. So I didn't get it. Like, what, what it came so quickly. Like, well, I, I didn't know if he was, like, trying to, like, instigate with no, no, no. the guy so, that he slept with his girlfriend. No, 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 no. So, ex-girlfriend. like, so my guess is, like, so they all live, he lives in this area. This is L.A. Like, mm-hmm. there have been some people who've, like, been... On, on the internets, like, trying to, like, in this movie, where do these people live? And it's L.A., basically, is what they put together. And so um, my guess is that this is a bar that Jackson Maine goes to a lot because uh, no, it's because it's a cop bar that he says it's open 24 hours. So, yeah, it's open all the time because it's a cop bar. So anytime somebody gets on shit, the bar is... What? Cop? Like, like, cop, like, police bar. Like it's, a, it's a bar that, like, the cops come to after they get off work. And so he... He's a regular. So the guy who comes up who like asks me says, I know we're not supposed to yeah. bother you. Yeah. So like that it's means like, that I the, know it's a rule. Like the owners standard. are like, hey, he drinks here, leave him alone. Don't be like 
fangirling over yeah, him basically. Yeah. He's like, but I gotta I gotta ask for a picture. And I can see then that it's like Allie gets mad that these people treat him like this object, this fame object, as opposed to like just a human who's trying to have a drink. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like you wouldn't want that in your life. Like no. that's kind of the downside of fame. And so she gets she gets mad and protective and so she punches that guy, like, hey, leave him alone. Well the guy also like grabs her arm. Yeah, and then she I thought him. he punched her, and I was like, "Whoa!" No, no, no. He like grabs her to kind of push her out of the way, and then she gets pissed and off. That, and that's she where decks she's him. like, Mm-mm. and then she decks him. Yeah. And so, but then again, it kind of something similar happens in the grocery store when he's getting like the stuff. Yeah, that, that, that and the woman lady. like very sneakily takes nice. the picture. She was. She had the flash on. Well, she <laughs> forgot to turn it off. Yeah, and she also at the end she's like, "I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself." And Allie's like, "Actually, you could." Yeah. And it's like, you don't, he's not, he's still human. Like, you're not entitled to pieces of him. So, um, which I thought, I think that's pretty telling about her. Yeah. That she's, oh, she's already not, she's not a celebrity hunter kind of yeah. thing. Which is probably why he's like into her. She's down to earth. She's super she, down to earth. Also, what I didn't, another thing that I was, thought I was kind of out of left field is when she just starts singing for him in the parking lot. I like, think I thought that was like kind of like like it was believable, but for me, shout out I write my I write music, so it takes a long time to write a song for me at least, but probably not for her. Well, but I, like, anyway, on, wait, 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 wait! I watched her uh, carpool karaoke from a year ago, oh. and she talks about multiple songs that she wrote in ten minutes, and all of them were like "Born This Way." She wrote in ten minutes. Bad Romance, ten minutes. Yeah, it's so, Lady Gaga. So, so <laughs> clearly, Gaga and Ali have no problem writing songs really fast. But I also think too, what's really interesting is so while she's while they're back before all that happens, though they're back at the drag bar, and like he decides to play. Maybe it's time to let the old stay. Okay, and um, what you can tell Just though, stare at me the whole time. <laughs> yeah, what you can tell though is that like he probably doesn't do that a lot. Yeah, he probably doesn't agree to it because like when they go to the the other bar, the all night bar, he's real apprehensive about people asking for it. But like for whatever reason, he's comfortable that Whoa. environment with these like but who are with these women who well, these women who are drag queens who are like. They're artists themselves. Like, yeah. There's an artistry to what they're doing. Not an artistry. There is art to what they're but, doing. But I, but I think you can like equate that to them feeling comfortable in their own skin. Yeah, know? and he and like the and environment think, there yeah. is like he's just playing for them. Yeah. And like Ali has kind of lit this creative thing. He's like seen this woman who's yeah. just like, wow, what are you? She's gorgeous in the movie, by the way. Like. Uh, oh, she is. She's and, she's so beautiful. And so he he feels so I think too maybe like he feels super comfortable and then like you flash forward to them in the parking lot, she feels super comfortable like sharing the song okay. off the top of her yeah. head, yeah. and that's what also I they're both accept. a little buzzed so like she's just singing uh, something off the top yeah. of her. head. I had to accept like how quickly they fell for each other, like I, like madly well, in love. With I did. I I actually will disagree with you. I thought they played that out really well. Because I feel like a lot of times movies show them people falling in love madly and then they just go and like sleep together. But in this, they like waited. And well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they which got, I like, thought was like I thought that was pretty like I was like okay, like they're actually showing the progression of falling madly, and um, I also, being more emotional, yeah, yeah. with each other. Exactly. I had to accept that of like oh yeah, which I thought was excellent. But you know what though, I think maybe for at least. Allie takes a long time for her to be fully in it. My guess is the Jackson character is in it like pretty quick, 
But maybe he doesn't meet a lot of people like Allie. Like, kind no, of, yeah. like, wandering out in the desert, and you find this oasis, and you're just like, I want to stay here. Like, he meets this person, and she's mm-hmm. super creative, and she's also not out just for the celebrity and fame. Like, this is a real person with real artistry, and he's just hooked I mean, you basically one. had to force her to go to the show. His first yeah, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was great. His driver was like, well, um, I can't leave, so I'm just going to be out here. Yeah, he's like borderline <laughs> creepy, but um, it, in the end, it's sweet. Oh, is it? I, don't, I, I thought that was like kind of realish. It's a little realish, but it's also a little creepy, like just I, to have your driver I following saw, a girl around. I saw a Vox article today that said the, like, the biggest problem with A Star is Born is consent. And yeah, so the whole time I like watched it, I tried to like pick up on things, but like... There were parts where I was like, okay, like, he asked every time. Like, the only thing I could think about was the driving part. The driving part is actually a little bit like, uh, like, you know, you could see a version of that if this isn't a sweet movie well, where then, that's the beginning but of then a stalker. she rectifies it by saying, like, if I didn't know who Jackson was and you did this to me, she's like, I think you're a stalker. And he's like, yeah, I totally understand I, that. So I think they rectify it, which I don't understand why, like, Vox wrote that article about it. Also, I didn't read that article, so... Okay. <laughs> just read the headline? I just read the headline. <laughs> so we'll get into the Vox article. Probably these days. Did you, I, did you read I it? I haven't read it. Okay. I'm sure the Vox article is fine, I, yeah. because I know a lot of the, the critics at Vox, and I really respect their work, so I, yeah. I'm not going to... I'm not bashing them. I just was like, I went in thinking like... Well, you were a little bit bashing them. I was them. a little bashing them. But how did they write that article? No, all I, I just didn't understand why they wrote it. That's well, a, maybe which next I didn't time, mean to be bashing them. Maybe, maybe I need next to time read the article before. That's true. That's a good point. Maybe we all need to read. Oh, them. but it's 2018. People don't read articles. They just read headlines. Okay, mm-hmm. one that was hurtful, Austin. <laughs> Are you reading the article right now? <laughs> no, I'm not reading the article right now. <laughs> she I'm it just up. looking She's to see. Looking at you're gonna right spark on it. Oh my <laughs> way! No. I was just looking to see who wrote it. If I knew who wrote it, okay. I don't know this. I don't know that byline. But anyway, I, I I have a lot of respect for the culture, I, the culture yeah. department in Vox. So I'm not gonna. I love their videos. I'm not yeah. gonna. Okay, that moving on one? from Vox, yeah. the we're gonna get to literally my favorite part of this entire movie, and it's the one part where I'm like, okay, Bradley Cooper, you can direct a movie. It is from the moment they get into the car to and like on the plane and they're headed to the show there is that song it's called out of time and you just hear the drum click yeah. in the background like it's ticking out time and like and so i i don't think it starts from the, i think i think when it starts when the plan lands mm-hmm. and you see them like it begins like this tracking shot of like ali and her friend mm-hmm. ramon who's played by anthony ramos and they're like walking into the stadium and like the camera is the tracking shot because it tracks them from behind. It's like tracking their movements. And it's intercut. Oh, sorry, don't mean to explain like how f- camera angles work. It's interlaced. It's a steady with, cam shot. Uh. It's interlaced with a shot of the show itself. <coughs> and so like it feels like it amps up the tension. Like you can kind of, you kind of like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And like it's following them around and they're introducing them to all the different people that you have to meet and you're getting your passes and like, but and like the speed, the tempo of that song increases, increases, increases until it ends. Guitar and the, comes in. Yeah, the guitar, like this crazy <laughs> solo. And then that song leads straight into the song called Alibi, which is the song that he starts playing when Ali walks onto stage. That is an amazing section of this movie. Like, amazing. Like, I can't, like, 
I was so hyped. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what's going to happen? And so then you walk onto stage, you, like, like you're following with him. And it's like, you're walking with Allie onto the stage and then you opens up and like, you kind of lights come up and you see all of the audience out there. And then he just busts into this crazy rock song. And I was like, yes, Bradley Cooper. Okay. You can direct a movie. You did a very, very good job. Um, I, that's one of my favorite sequences in the whole thing is that tracking shot and that the shot on stage. And then he makes her go on stage. And then he makes her go on stage, which is amazing too. Like that's all that whole sequence from the moment they, the plan lands till honestly, even after that, after the show, when you first meet his brother who, well, it's not the first time you meet his brother. Cause you've met his brother before that. Cause he's when he's waiting for Allie and Sam Elliott, is my favorite part of this movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Sam Elliott's my favorite part of this whole movie. He's in like... Yeah, it's fine. He's not in a lot of it. Seven minutes. <laughs> he's maybe in 12 minutes of the movie. He's it's he's amazing in it. He's Oscar-worthy uh, amazing in it. Oh. Uh, I, I, you didn't take that away from him? He was good. He's I was, I was. I was pleasantly surprised... And we'll probably get to that part later where I, I know I'm probably bring it up, but I was like, wow, like, this is, like, he's really good. Probably my favorite part about the movie was probably Lady Gaga. No, that's fair. Like, I get the Lady Gaga is your favorite. I, I was the most, I wasn't surprised that Lady Gaga was good. I've seen enough clips that Lady Gaga was good. I've seen clips that... Why are you surprised that Sam Ellison was good? I'm not surprised that Sam Elliott is good. I'm just surprised how effective he was on me. Like, I... Like, he... There are some scenes between him and Bradley Cooper that, like, hit me. And, like, I didn't tear up through all of the movie, but I teared up at some of this You didn't tear up at... Throughout the movie? I didn't cry as much as y'all did. I just didn't. I... Okay, I want to... Let it be known on record. I only probably shed, like, ten... 15 tears, maybe. Let it be known, I was sobbing. I probably would have been sobbing if that lady didn't interrupt my watching the movie. Right, so I mean, I think if you watch it again, yeah, you'd sob through the whole thing. I don't think that I would. Did you tear up when he was like, <coughs> I, when he was trying to tell him, like, after he got out of yeah, the, that, yeah, that and then the end between Sam Elliott and Lady Gaga. Like, those are the two parts where that, I was just okay, like, I'll agree, it, yeah. It was surprising. Oh my god, it got me so hard. Yeah. And like, I loved the relationship between Sam Elliott and Bradley and Cooper. It was interesting because I thought it was just Bob, his like, whatever, his his know, manager. Rody, yeah, you but know. it's his older brother. It's his older brother. It's <laughs> Rody. I don't know. His manager. <laughs> Very productive Rody. My God. <laughs> yeah, I was a Rody once. Did you do all that? I did. So you were <laughs> you were a manager? No, I was a Rody. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, I love that whole sequence. I love the, like I said, from the plan la- plane lands mm. to probably when they're eating eggs in the morning, all of that is just really brilliant. Like, that's some of my favorite stuff. Like, where he, like, wakes her up in the middle of the night, and, like, that's, like... Morning. He wakes up in the morning. Like, super early. It's, like, yeah, like right. the sun's coming it's up. It's still dark out. It's still slightly it's dark. it's light out. It's, like, hazy <laughs> light out. What movie did you guys watch? I thought it's it was... It's not dark. Night. It's, like, fur... It's, like... It's early, like, like eight, five like in the morning. Yeah. It was like a minute before the rooster crows. Yeah, yeah. And like all of that. And like they just like, kind of silently like sleep together. And like that's really like all of yeah. that is just beautiful. It was really well done. And then they, they're eating the eggs together. And then kind of from there on, there's a lot of montages of them singing and touring. Which was really good, which I really liked. That's um, the part she hates. Not the part I hate. I just think this movie, like many, 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 many movies that have come out in the last 20 years, it's about 10 minutes too long. I think it's perfect. 
think it's perfect too because it just brings everything together. Like I you, could be, I have only seen it one time. I I'm willing to be corrected and seeing it again and saying know, every. You have been corrected. You have been corrected. <laughs> you have been corrected. My my <laughs> favorite part is when that sleaze bag of a freaking <clears throat> manager. Well, we haven't gotten there yet though. So what but did you we're think about? There. What do you think about Andrew Dice Clay though as the dad? He was good. As as. Papa Gaga. Some say he was as good as Frank Sinatra. Oh, yes. Oh. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Austin Tyrrell Week, everyone. Ooh. Ooh. So good. I saw the movie. <laughs> the movie. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I thought he was good. It was funny because um, I just thought they had a really good chemistry. And then there were times where I was like, oh. But I was like, no, that kind of works. It kind of, you know? I, I tried it. Worked it worked well. It worked well. But the other one, like that guy, his friend with the white hair... The like other chubbier guy, I couldn't put where he came from. He came from a movie that I'd seen, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't like you in this movie because you're a weird guy." It's <laughs> 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 so mean. That is so mean. Uh, get out of my movie! You're get weird. Out of my movie, bro. Uh, bro. Probably Michael Harney. What was the end? I don't know. Let's see. Yes. Okay, what movie was he in? That you would know? Oh my gosh. Hold on. Let's play this Thank game. Thank God for technology. Thank God for technology. <laughs> I mean, he's in a lot of TV. What TV? He was in True Detective. Oh. Yes. Yes, he was the detective when they're on the boat. Steve. Yes. Yes, Steve. <laughs> Steve. I knew that was him. Because oh, I was like, that guy is a sleazebag. Also, True Detective is probably one of the best TV shows in the world. All right, all season, right. Season three. Oh, season while three, we're here, one. while we're here at True Detective, because I did need to correct some stuff from our second episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I feel oh, like first whoa. off, whoa. first off, the she's first, coming at you. The first season, she, is, she, she does like, know. She's coming at you. She, well, how do you know? Buckle what do up. I know about this? Buckle Shut up. up! Wait, we should save this. Put a helmet on. I don't have a helmet. Put a helmet on. In the second episode, you try to convince me that Kerry Fukunaga did not direct all of True Detective, and he did direct all the entirety of the first season. It, the creator is Nick Pizzolatto, but the director of the entire first season is Kerry Fukunaga, That's what and I he said. is he no, he did not right. say that. You are so. Mad Listen right to the now. tape. Listen oh to the tape. It's, it's not your fault. It's my fault. I should have stood by my. I should what? have stood by my own. I need to go back and listen to it. What? What? It's my fault. I knew I was right, and I gave it. He's the editor. No, I'm just kidding. Um. So wait, no. She I gave it. I, I, I did. I did. I did. So what was the whole thing? We what did I say? About, we were talking about sharp detectives. Sharp detectives. <laughs> sharp. The new series. The new series. Coming next summer. We were talking <laughs> Crossover about... we've all been waiting for. <laughs> okay. We were talking about sharp objects. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Shut up. Your button's undone. <laughs> Thank you, Detective. Thank you. Oh HBO God. run that shit right now. Let's oh, uh, no. sell the oh, race. No. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> He's like this brilliant savant of a man. <laughs> they call him the shark detective. He's like monk the handsome. But he has this edgy brooding side. <laughs> oh my gosh. We were talking about sharp objects. And I was talking about Jean-Marc Vallée and we were trying to figure out when was the first time that 
HBO or anything like that let a director do an entire miniseries and doing do every single episode. I'm so and I tried to, <laughs> and I tried to bring up I, I I brought up True Detective season one, but then in the in the process of it, I got all muddled, all the information muddled. And Carrie Fukunaga did direct the entire first season of True Detective season one. And that was probably the first time that someone's done that. Okay. Kurei is really awesome. He's done a lot of really cool shit. Watch it. He's going to do the new Bond. Now who's, the, who's in the new Bond? Oh we don't know. <laughs> not the point. None of hey, this, this is, is the pop point. culture, everyone. <laughs> this is... None of that was the point. I don't even know how we got here. Now that she's proven her point, uh, I will make sure to cut it out. No, no, no. Keep <gasps> it in. You need to keep that in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeet. I'll cut that out. <laughs> I won't because that's comedy. Uh, but no you one. You sure about that? No one was laughing at that. No, no one laughed at that. They laughed at Sharp Detective. They laughed at Sharp Detective. You don't know my audience. <laughs> they need like they. Austin has a very specific niche. His brother. His brother is the only one. Like I love you. I love your shit on that podcast. It's just so funny. Guarantee you, one hundred percent, it won't be laughing with me. It will be laughing at me. That's probably true. Probably true. Probably true. I'll laugh with you because you're funny. You just laughed at me. All of that was originally about Andrew. Dice Clay as Lady Gaga's dad in this movie, and that he was good, but you didn't and Steve like Steve on the boat. Steve but I like Steve. I like Steve. You like the guy who plays Steve from the boat from Sharp Detective. I really want Sharp Detective to be a real thing. I need to write this script. Oh, okay, so um, the next morning, they after they have their eggs. They decide she he asked her to go on a tour with him, right? Is that what happens next? No. Mm-mm. No, she goes home. She, she goes, goes home. And then that's when we meet the father, because that's what you were leading up to. Yeah, yeah. And then he shows up again. Then then Bradley Cooper shows up. Well, because she quit her job, so she's sleeping, she's super tired, and then he shows up and she's like, What? Which I loved. Yeah, like, and then he asked her to go up. on the No, just the, like their whole interaction with each other, like Yeah. It's so dumb because the whole entire movie I was like, that's what I want in a relationship. Like, I just want someone to be, like, so happy that I showed up and just, like, holy cow, you're here. Yeah, except you don't want it to end the way it ends. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, I don't no. <laughs> So this is when they go to Arizona. On yes. the motorcycle, which, by the way, that's when you called me and texted me, so I kind of missed that part. That lady was like, turn your phone off. <laughs> by the way, there was only, like, seven other people in the theater. There was two couples, one other elderly man, and then, like, one other couple, and then the... Yeah, it was 3 so, o'clock on a Thursday. Yeah. Um, They're the only people that can go then. Probably. It was 3.30. Um, so was they go out to Arizona, and mm. they he talks about, they go out to see his old farm. The but did they see it? Because I didn't catch that part. Okay, so they do actually go, so when they go. I mean, they it, see the land. They see the land, and it turns out that Sam Elliott had sold the land to a wind farm. He sold the farm. So Jackson had bought the farm for his brother, yeah. and because um, he wanted him to have it, because he had like taken care of it, yada yada yada. And then Bobby, his brother, who's played by Sam Elliott, sold it. And so that's when it opens back up. They're walking back into the show because they're doing a gig there in Arizona, and he punches, and he punches him. him like he sucker punches him, and he gets Bobby gets really. Which I would never want to punch Sam Elliott, but because if you ever seen Roadhouse, he's in Roadhouse. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, but Sam Elliott, like, uh, and that's when Bobby gets mad at him. He's like, I told you I was going to do this. 
but you were too drunk to oh, remember. Okay. And so that's when we begin to fully understand how much of a drunk Jackson really yeah. is. And then, of course, that's when Bobby quits because he's like, I'm done with your sorry ass. And then he works for Willie Nelson. Yeah, he goes to work for Willie, which, interestingly I feel like enough. You know he's a drunk before that. We do because. We do. We, we, the opening scene but is like, him it's drinking like, it's and like taking It's like an acceptable pills. amount of drinking. Well, it's a, it's a no, lot of drinking. Actually, no, he, he passes like, out. Actually, we, we really know when he passes the, out. That's why, the, they, that's why they wake up in the middle of the night. Right, because he's like, No, they wake up in the morning. Okay, whatever. What, what movie did you guys watch? Whoa. Also, I just want to say, like, I walked in and there was a trailer for the new Harry Potter movie. And then it kind of looked good. So awesome. <laughs> Thank God that you said that because I was about to walk my ass out of here. And I would have loved to watch you leave. <laughs> no, we need him to, to keep her. Oh, baby, there he goes. There. Will you sit down, please? Sit down. And stop screaming, you're going to blow out the mic. So. <laughs> My mic, I can do what I want. <laughs> Blow out all your levels. No, um, no, we know because Bobby like has to haul him into bed. Yeah, and he's and that's when he tells her. He said, "You think he drinks a lot, sweetie? You have no idea." Yeah, and um, but yeah, no. The uh, listen, the interaction between Sam Elliott and Bradley Cooper, it's believable. Are so yeah, good. it's good. I, I kind of like tried to peg. I'm like, how are they trying to portray Sam Elliott here? Like. Well, I think in the so there's so, a little bit of information that Jackson gives because his dad is his dad super was 63 old, when old. he had him. His dad died when he was 13. 13. Okay, so he was probably his dad was like 70 something, 76 when he okay. when he died. So I mean, I'm guessing Bobby was probably in his 40s, maybe. So I mean, Bobby's at least 30 something, maybe 40 years older than Bradley Cooper's yeah. character. So Sam yeah, Elliott is. He didn't which, play any of the songs that Jackson wrote for him. Nope, nope. But Jackson stole his voice. No, fun fact. Which is super interesting because the whole time he was talking, because I always thought that Sam Elliott from the trailer was his dad, and I mm. thought that. And you thought know, that made sense why yeah. it sounded like that. And he sounded so much alike. I was like, that's so weird. Fun was, fact though, Bradley Cooper before even Sam Elliott was cast actually worked for an entire year on um, lowering his voice. Well, before the whole, before they started making the movie at all, he worked for an entire year lowering his voice. I would love to get talk about some production on this. Yeah. Like, it kicked off like in 2015. Yeah. It was going to be a Clint Eastwood movie. A bunch of people worked on it. You're lucky. So, now yeah. he's running drugs across the Yeah, the mule. Movie. Yeah, I know. What? It's crazy. <laughs> so, Clint Eastwood was going to this this script has been kicking around for a while. Like, like we said this is the fourth time this movie's ever made. Um, I would say probably almost every gen, every 20, 30 years, someone tries to make this movie. It's a pretty universal, like I said, two people fall in love, one on the way up in fame, one on the way down, and like that never, that causes it to not work. And that happens a lot. Um, I heard someone talking about that, like, they felt like this movie didn't get made in the 90s and early 2000s, even though probably timing wise, it, it really ought to have. Um, and that maybe part of the reason is because the bodyguard came out in the nineties and that has a lot of the same feel yeah. to it of a very musical star oriented vehicle for like a singer. Isn't that with Whitney Houston? Ha- it's Whitney Houston. You almost said Halle Berry. Almost said Halle Berry, but nope, that's Whitney no, Houston. No, it's not going to say. What else would you have said? Who else is in that movie? Isn't it Kevin Costner? Yeah, Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston. Doesn't called? he play a prison guard? No, he plays her bodyguard. That's why it's called the bodyguard. 
Are you sure that's not the Samuel um, L. Jackson? You're thinking about Monsters Ryan Ball Ryan. with Halle Berry and what's... No, not Kevin Costner. Uh, the one who's married to Angelina Jolie, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. But that's not at all related to what we're talking about. So <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. That is what Shout out to Alicia for being so well-versed in pop culture. You say Monster Ball? That's called Monsters Ball. Is it like a Monsters, Monsters Ball? Ball? Like Frankenstein and stuff? It's no. like Money Ball with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. What? Again, no. none of this is right. But the bodyguard was like the 90s version yeah, the of this. with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. Oh my god, I hate you both so much. This, the, the bodyguard was like the 90s version of this. And then it didn't get made for a long time. So. I just want that movie to exist, what you just said. Anyway, okay, totally get that. So, but I think, I think it's good that it waited. Well, yeah, it waited. And so, you know, Bradley Cooper hasn't really been doing a whole lot since he won the Oscar for American Sniper in 2014. He's kind of not... If you He won for that? Yeah, he did. <laughs> the baby didn't. The yeah. baby didn't. The baby was so fake. Yes. Oh, but he won Best Actor for that. And so he hasn't been doing anything. He did um, He did the Elephant Man on stage on, on, on Broadway. And then he kind of hasn't been doing anything else. But it's because he's been working on this movie. He's been working on this movie for what a long time. What about Guardians of the Galaxy? I, I mean, like, too. oh, but it's his voice. So. It's his voice, and I would say probably like a lot of that can be done, like was done. Ahead. I, we don't really know the productions on that because so much animation in it, so much CGI. They take a lot longer than you think. So maybe he's been working on some of that here and there, but he hasn't been. Quick pause. This was the movie I was referencing. But he hasn't been doing. He hasn't had a star vehicle since uh, American Sniper. Okay, and um. So he kind of used his clout off after winning the Oscar for American Sniper to get, to get the rights to direct this. And so he worked on the script and because um, he, you know, he's very good friends with Clint Eastwood because Clint Eastwood directed American Sniper. Yeah. And when Clint Eastwood decided he didn't want to do that movie, Bradley Cooper signed on to do it because um, it's with Warner Brothers and like yeah. he's one of Warner Brothers boys. Warner Brothers kind of has this reputation of like finding people and they just kind of keep them in house and let like let them pick up projects. Like Christopher Nolan's one of them, and now uh, it seems like Bradley Cooper's going to be one of them too. But um, so yeah, so this they he for a year worked on lowering the sound of his voice, okay. and for six months of that he pretended to he was trying to get his voice to sound like Sam Elliott's before hey. Sam Elliott ever got hired. And so there's a line in it where Sam Elliott says, you stole, stole my, my voice. voice. Yeah. And it's like, yes. <laughs> and I think that's really, I'm, I'm sure that's something that Bradley Cooper wrote because he literally sounds like Sam Elliott because yeah. he stole, he tried to make himself sound that way. He but so good. And he sounds amazing. But, and also the character does want to be his brother. Yeah. Like he wants to kind of, that's his, he says it later on, but that's who he idolized truly as a child. Yeah. And that's, so, that's it. Oh my god, we're good to that scene. Just drives off. I was like, oh my god. And um and yeah, and so he he practiced his voice. And so um so yeah, so Sam Elliott quits. And then we get, like I said, a bunch of montages of them on stage. And then is it to my favorite part? Where she plays a song and she meets the Yeah. Yeah, that okay, first off, that's one of my favorite performances of hers. Yeah. That song where she goes back and she takes a shot and then she goes back and yeah. does plays piano. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great, great song. shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great song. Great so, shot. So after that, probably my favorite part is when the manager approaches her like this but she just is talking to him and then later on like Bradley Cooper is talking to her and you know, you kinda of see like him just 
kind of like, oh man, like I don't want to lose this girl, but you know, at the same time, I'm happy for her. So he just like falls over, and then like he gets like this like cake, and he just puts it all over her face, and she's like, you jealous mother? <laughs> just so like, it's just so good, and then she's like. You want to play? And they're like, you know, head to head. And then all of a sudden, she like backs up. <laughs> he just runs straight into the wall. Uh, that was probably my favorite part. And then she shuts the door. I liked the honesty in her realizing yeah. that you are a little jealous. Yeah. It's okay. And like, but also like, I get why you might be a little jealous. Yeah. And it's a little, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's good. And so um, that's Is really it? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it ends up not being okay. So, and then what, kind of like you go through all these montages of her working on his, her songs, and then the big, next big thing is when he has to go to Memphis, right? Like, plot-wise, the next big thing is when he has to go to Memphis, and then he passes out in the street. Yeah. And then we see good old And then we see Dave Chappelle, who, what a weird... <laughs> but so good. Good casting. I'm surprised. But, like, also, a, I don't, that's a strange... Um, choice for Dave Chappelle don't hate on it I think it's really good he does a good job um it's a great little speech he gives about ports and boats and like finding a place and little monologue you know what I'm talking about right yeah you do like he says like uh, maybe You're she's stay maybe there for a couple days maybe she's a way out for you because he's talking like Dave Chappelle's ah. talking about that like he like out of like the party game and the fame yeah, game yeah. and like he talks about like he and with his wife like you know what he just realized like he kind of looks around in his life and he said he didn't realize how happy he was until he saw him yeah. laying out in front of yeah. his house and he was Which like, so, so glad I'm not doing that anymore, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that part when he proposes to her is probably my second. Because he just goes and clips the string off a guitar. Which is like also so, it's, it's so, so instructive of like, okay, this his friend has just given him this speech about how like, maybe you should try and make it work for this girl because that's like a way for you to not to be like wild and partying and lose yeah. your mind. Allie comes back, comes to find him in Memphis, and she's mad at him. She says, I will not come find you again. Again. And she's like, I won't do this again. And then, um, and then Bradley Cooper, in his alcohol, addled, drugged out mind, thinks it's a great idea to just propose. As if somehow or another, that was the excuse. You know, sometimes that's what she (laughs) She said yes. She did say yes, but I also think, like, it's... And they look beautiful, damn it. They do, but it's also, it's, it's also, you, it's a, you can feel that it's doomed. Like, of course... Don't like, tell me that. What? I want to feel, like, all the feelings that they're feeling, and I did. And that's what was so beautiful. I mean, he said to her, I heard what you said. He <laughs> did, and then he stopped drinking. Because then the freaking sleazeball fair of the manager's like, hey, no drinks. And then he's Well, no, like, there was a time before that. I'm going to poke you with this. Please no, don't. okay, Sorry. first off, I'm that's so not when he keeps starts drinking again. He violent. starts drinking again, it's the SNL, when he, he yeah. starts, drinking, starts drinking up again. When, that. He, when he sees what song she's writing. Oh, yeah. He's mad about the song. Which songs. I mean. It's a bad song. <laughs> Everyone needs a drink after listening to that. That's a terrible song. But The like, rest of the pop songs are great on the album, would, would you Would you say that, uh, I don't know, but then... Does that is after that is when he calls her ugly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay, I have a theory about that. I think that he wasn't calling her ugly, like feature wise. I think he was calling her ugly, like internally wise. He's. I agree that he thinks that he is in that moment in the, the bathtub scene. He's calling what she's saying yeah. and how she's acting ugly. Yeah. But he also knows that ugly is a trigger word yeah. for her. Like it's one of those like That's he could be he could say, say like I but, think you're being corrupt. I think you're being 
un- dishonest. Like, he, I mean, what he, I think what he's saying is like, he, she is not being true to a, the artist that she is. Yeah. And she's, she's being a sellout. Yeah. But he doesn't call her a sellout. He calls her ugly because he knows ugly is the word that hurts the most. Hurts the most. It does. It hurts the most because that's her thing is she's always believed she's not pretty enough to do that. She's beautiful. Of course she is. But like it's in her head. That's her insecurity. Just like his insecurity is that he's a drunk. And so he's got his, he's, he's an addict. That's why she goes after the dad and drinking buddy. Yeah. It's, it's why, yeah, that's his, that's his soft point. Yeah. That's his soft point is that he's, he's an alcoholic. Drinking buddy. So, um, um, I will say the SNL part was really cool. How they got to do some of that stuff on the movie was just wild for me. Well, I mean, yeah, this, I mean, I'm sure like it's Warner Brothers. I'm sure they called Lauren Michael and they were like, hey, can we like pretend to do like an SNL show? And he was like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> we just need to fly Alec Baldwin in. <laughs> I'm sure Alec Baldwin got a paycheck and he signed on to do it. Um, I it. think the budget on this. for that performance. I think the budget on this movie is somewhere Alan. in the neighborhood of maybe like thirty million, is my guess, which is like pretty small. That's so small. Um, I, I have heard possibly that basically, heard possibly I've heard that um, Bradley Cooper went in and was like, for like, what's the number for which I can just do whatever I want? And I'm guessing Warner Brothers said like, if you can make less for thirty million, then like we won't give you notes. Like you can just make whatever movie you want to make. So, um, and he was like, okay, I'll bring it under that yeah. a certain amount of time under that budget. An- another observation I had, which I really enjoyed, I felt like, and this is going to sound kind of like cheesy, but I thought that the swearing was realistic. Whereas like, I feel like a lot of R rated movies and whatnot, they have like a lot more swearing. Like for instance, like super bad, like 132 <laughs> swear F words, like every, you know, like every scene was that. But I, th- I thought with this, it was really like, it was believable. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, well, that's those are I mean, trying. The dialogue and stuff. Yeah, the, the dialogue, dialogue is really dialogue, great. Yeah. The dialogue is very believable. So, so, so and the, then he, and then you have the Grammys. The Grammys. Which Hazley was in it. Yeah, so she. Star, which was really cool. So she plays herself, and she does the announcement, and um, he has a complete and total breakdown because he's. That's when he is he jealous. Like, what is that? What's going on there? Because, like, for moments, I was like. Is he dealing with the fact that he's no longer influential to society, or is he dealing with the fact? So this that is my question. This is a I've little bit of. Go ahead, sorry. Too old. I think he's almost disappointed in himself. Yeah. For letting her down and her getting to that point of writing those songs and not Ooh. being true to herself. I also think too that this is a little bit of why not a that like as much as you guys are on this movie is that it doesn't quite flesh out like the. Fame, the dangers of fame side of it, because it's more just about him. Like, I actually think this is just, I think he is probably potentially internalized. Like, why haven't I been there for her? But also, like, he's sort of just made everything about him. Like, all of it. Like, Ali's career decisions are about him. Like, seeing Bobby is about him because he's, he's in an addictive state and so everything is about him and everything that doesn't work out the way he thinks it should even though he has no control over a lot of this he has to then take it out on himself by drinking and doing more drugs and so like I I think it's just like he's in this full on self-involved 
state that you would be in if you were an addict the way he is. And like, honestly, like Allie's career decisions aren't about him at all. Like this is what she is doing to become who she thinks she wants to be. Like this isn't about Jackson. This is about her making choices, but he's decided it's about him and it's not really. And so, like, I think... Yeah, I think then he wrestles with that. He wrestles with that. And then, like, the fact that, like, he doesn't get to sing on stage. But yeah. that's not really about him either. That's just, like, someone else is just a, more popular right now. It's just, like, every single thing is an ego hit. Even, even when a lot of the times, like, he isn't really... It, he shouldn't feel like his ego should be hit. Because this isn't about you. Yeah. Like, Ali didn't choose to sing that song in a way to hurt you yeah. or disappoint you. She just sang a song. Because sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to get to the top, and that's what she did. And I think that he's internalized that in a way that he's gonna use it to hurt himself more. Which I think like, to sabotage himself. Well, I will say this too because I thought what was really interesting was the underlying effect of men's mental health mm-hmm. in the movie and just how he processed things. Uh, another line that I really enjoyed was when she was. Like so, so then he goes. They have the whole Grammy meltdown. He then goes to rehab, and he's at rehab, and she shows up, and she's so like loving and caring to him. Like runs, jumps in his arms. Love that, huge sucker for that romance. Anyway, but they're sitting down, and he's like, "I'm so sorry for what I did to you." And she's like, "It wasn't you. It's a disease," and like just this like understanding of like him, like knowing that he's better than what he is. I thought it was just like really good and he plays with the dog oh, that, that scene is that your favorite that part? scene you know that's his dog right that's yeah. his real dog yes no it's not yes, so, it Charlie. Yeah. okay so yeah like that's that's his real dog and it's named Charlie <laughs> I love Charlie that's well he named it after his dad his dad's name was Charlie his dad died his dad died no why would you ruin I don't I'm sorry guys um no the grown up dog is his real dog and it's the reason that dog plays so well with him because it's his actual puppy. I was gonna say because like, sometimes so dogs like you can tell they're like trained Yeah. Th- that dog was just like here for him and yeah. he follows him around because it's his real dog um, what's really interesting is even as a puppy it was his dog no that's not his that's not his puppy like that's the puppy version isn't his dog the grown up version is his real dog they didn't film over multiple years. <laughs> Why are we waiting well, so long? It's a way for Charlie. It's a, it's a golden doodle. Yeah, no, I mean... they the, grow pretty fast. I don't think the puppy version is his puppy. I know the grown-up version is his dog. Oh, okay, great. That's your We're still recording. Okay. Deleted the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> we lost the whole sharp detective bit. <laughs> Which honestly, it could go. It no, could no, go. no, no! It's gonna stay in there. Please <laughs> let it stay in there. I'll flip, it up. I'll flip a coin. <laughs> but um, so then they a, two, a, a double sided. They're they're like happy for a while. They're like happy. There's some happiness. Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say a while. I would say probably. It felt like three days. They were happy for three days. I don't know how long this movie spans. I'm guessing like time in the world is a couple years. Like is what it feels like. It probably takes place over several years. When did he say that one bit to her, which I thought was really good? It was like, there's a point in your life when you gotta dig fucking deep into your soul and like find your legs. Like oh, that's when they're staring at the billboard before the Grammys. 
And then he goes and drinks and embarrasses her at the Grammys. That quote, though, hit me really hard because I was like, that's really good. Because, like, he's like, no matter what people think about you or no matter what people say, like, it's not about them. It's about what you have to say. So true. Yes. Um... <laughs> you might want to bleep that out in case my mom's listening. Shout out to Rachel Street. <laughs> <laughs> and then, let's see, uh, they're home for a little bit, and they're happy, and he plays her the song that he wrote for her, a little bit of it, and she thinks it's really beautiful, and... Um, then the freaking sleaze bag walks in. And then, yes. Ah! Who, he is... Obviously, very one note. It's incredibly one dimensional character. It, he is a sleaze bag, he's and, supposed to be. and he's supposed. He's not. He's not supposed to be clutched out. He's not supposed to have any nuance. And then he says the thing that you shouldn't have said to him. But also, he is. The truth in it is like. Jackson Maine has hurt Allie's career. Like that is a tr- that is an honesty in it. <sighs> but she's coming back from that. Like. But like, she's not. Like, she loses the European leg of her tour because of him. Like, she does. Like No, because she wanted to take him on tour. And she didn't want to go on... Like, that's why she didn't have the tour. Because the European leg of the tour, because she said, I want him to come with me. I interpreted it as she was going to lose the leg of the tour anyway. Really? So Because I interpreted it that, like, that she canceled on the European tour because that she couldn't bring Jax with her. And so that's why the manager said that to him because he interpreted that, oh, okay, like she feels like she has to baby. Okay, then I could be wrong. So the, res, so the, the manager's res, trying res to get, the, the goal was, pissed, to get, yeah. was to get him to break up with her. It's yeah. to say like, you need to leave her yeah. kind of thing. So then he could take her out on tour. <laughs> so he can make that money. Yes. Yeah, he's the worst. There was anger <laughs> boiling up inside me right Bradley Cooper's face during that scene is heartbreaking. I. But before that, though, we skip my favorite scene, which is when he comes back from rehab, and it's the scene because Bobby picked him up, and he drops him off, and they're in the truck, and it's still my favorite scene because he can't. Like Bradley Cooper has also said when he read the script, he couldn't get through it. He couldn't get through that line at the end, which is which is where he's trying to say to him, "Really, my dad wasn't my idol. You were." And he's like, you say I stole your voice. It's because dad wasn't my idol. You were. And so you can tell, like, he's like, he can't get through it in the movie. Like, you you have to kind of listen really, really hard to hear what he's trying to say. And then the fact that, like, the fact that Sam Elliott's character, the, the, the way it's directed is not that Sam Elliott sits in the driveway and cries. Yeah. But instead just keeps doing what he was doing and like tries to process the emotion while almost looking straight at the camera because he turns his head around yeah. is because it would have been a cheesier version of it would have been for him to sit in the driveway and like hold his hand in his head and cry a better version of it is that he turns around and you see like him stoically trying to hold in all this emotion because he wants to break down yeah. And then you and then also realizing at the end that's the last time he talks to him. That's the last time Bobby talks to Jackson is in the driveway. Cuz in the another couple scenes the manager shows up and then it ends the way it ends. And so that's the last time that Bobby talks to Jackson and like that's their like there is this kind of resolution but they don't really get it. Like there's like it's there's a, an opening of saying like I 
I always loved you more than you thought you did is what Jackson's basically saying like please don't like you were always my hero and that's why I stole your voice and um but then he he drives away it's still my it's my favorite scene it's my, my favorite scene in the whole movie Austin what's your favorite scene that's a good one um I love the scene with um, Sam Elliott and Lady Gaga in the hallway. At the end? Mm-hmm. So the manager... We'll get to, okay, so let's get to that scene. Yeah, so the manager... <laughs> I didn't want to like skip over your favorite part. <laughs> so the manager comes to visit Jackson, and then that's all Jackson can handle. So then he decides he has to depart this earth. That whole, that whole, that that way, the way it was shot was really good. Was and then especially like the end when you see like the lights flash, like and and the dog sitting out front. Not even that, like before that when she's like, "This is dedicated to my husband Jackson," like and you see like the like like the stage lights go off. Oh yeah. And they cut right to the The, blue. That's what I'm talking about. That right there. That 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 transition is great. It gives me goosebumps talking about it. It was just like, like I knew it was coming, but I didn't want it to come. Well, we all knew it was coming because, I mean, he had alluded to it when he was at rehab where he talked about he tried to hang himself when yeah. he was a kid. So, like, when you <laughs> see him, <laughs> so when you see him pull the belt out, you know what's coming because he's already, as a very good director would, he's already set up for you how this ends because he's told you, he, he told you beforehand, yeah. he, he, he foreshadowed that um, so that he doesn't, you, you don't have to listen to it. You don't have to see it. You just know what him in that garage with the belt means. Um, and then it comes to y'all's favorite scene and probably my second, but real close scene, which is between Sam oh, Elliott. That's, favorite scene, that's not your favorite. Your favorite scene, Sam Elliott and uh, Lady Gaga talking about Jackson. Yes. Why do you yeah, love that scene? I, it's just, Another great speech by Sam Elliott. <laughs> it was a great speech, yes, by Sam Elliott. But yes. like another good dad speech too. Yeah, you know, we talked. But about it was him. a brother. <laughs> but he's he's like almost his dad. But, I mean, he was yeah. He was basically his dad. He was thirteen when his dad died. Yeah. So. It reminded me a lot of the "Call Me by Your Name" speech, like the end when um, Michael Stolberg gives that speech to um, Timothy Chalamet. Like, it felt like the, them sitting together, like, that kind of mm-hmm. emotion of, like, knowing and understanding. Like, yeah, yeah. it was a great speech. It, just, it was. And they have the, uh, the, like, the dialogue on the soundtrack, like, a oh. part of that. And every time it comes on. Is I'm it the, just, an only, octave is just 12 notes? Yeah. 12 yeah. notes and an octave. Yeah. yeah. Depends on how you play it. And he loved the way that you played it. The, he loved the way that you saw them. But what I, I loved is just her emotion in that scene. Her emotion yeah. throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and she was like, she I, was crying because she was like, the last thing I said to him was a lie. What? So that's my part. What was the lie? When she said that the whole thing about the tour, like why they weren't doing the Europe part. That she wanted to stay home with him. See, that's why I think that maybe the tour got canceled. Because she tells him the last thing I told him was a lie. And the last thing she told him was that she was going to take a break. Because they they wanted to record more, and that's not true. That it got that it got canceled. It's a little hard to put together because we don't know how much time takes place between like when like how long is he he was in rehab for a couple months, but then how long is he home? Like you don't really know, and like that's okay. Like I'm pretty sure this movie takes over like I said like a several years from the time they meet to the time 
Checks and dies. I felt like the time frame of three years is what it took. Yeah, I'm guessing like, two, like three, not, maybe four years. Not, not super not duper long. Not super long. But like, yeah, but like the last bit. But he could have been home for longer than we think. Yeah. Because Allie is talking to her manager about, I want to take him on tour. And that's when like Jackson hasn't come home yet. Like she's he's yeah. coming home. Yeah. And so we don't know what happened between then and when she tells Jackson while they're like right before, right um right after the manager talked to him, like maybe the tour has been canceled and she's lying to him mm-hmm. because was, she does say that. She said the last thing I told him was a lie. And that was the last thing she told him. Uh, so then anyway, we are then presented with the closing song, f- closing song, which is the finished version of that song he was writing for, her, which she brought to him in rehab. Yes. Which is, I personally, probably that, that was, that was so beautiful. But, I think that song is timeless. It's a great song. I like that is they... Is it in all... Was it in the older one, too? No, they're all original songs oh, okay. in this movie. Um, I like <clears throat> that they do an intercut of him playing it on the yeah, piano. I like that, And too. then go back to her singing, and then they cut, <coughs> like, to A Star Is Born, to just her face looking at you, mm-hmm. like a close frame. I had just collected my tears <laughs> when it went back to her, and I was like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right tears back again. to cry. <laughs> I just picture you shoving your tears in your eyes. <laughs> yeah, the, again, the parts that made me cry were them in the car, and then Sam Elliott talking to Lady Gaga. I don't know why Sam Elliott makes me cry, but apparently he does. I did in this role. And then I did tear up at the part. I didn't actually tear up when she's singing. I teared up when he's playing. When they cut yeah, to them together at the piano. That's the part that made me yeah. cry. I, I teared up and walked out briskly when they like just cut to her like looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, whoa. It was almost like this weird like fourth wall break. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. What was it, like th- uh, 30 minutes before filming that? Yeah, Maybe she's been telling us. Yeah, she's been talking about like she had gone to see a friend who had just passed away. And then she, I don't know if she, and thinking the story goes, she may have ma- just missed the friend. And so she went back and she then Bradley, she told, Bradley Cooper was like, hey, let's, let's not, we don't have to shoot. She's like, no, I want to. So she sang it, and that's one shot. Her singing You're is joking. a single shot. And he was like, and then when she, he turns the camera on her, that's he was like, that's the final shot of the movie. And that was it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so she was singing that for her friend. She was singing that for her friend, which definitely comes through, because you can tell, <sighs> you can feel the emotion in it. But, um, so yeah. And then that's well, the end of the movie. Well, it's weird, because like, right before she sang it, she goes, maybe you'll help me get through this. And it's like knowing that she's saying it for real. I don't know. <sighs> Damn. So guys, this movie had a really big opening. It did really well. I think it's going to continue to do well. It got a 99, 91 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I just meant like a lot of people bought tickets. Oh. So um, there were quite a few tickets. It like had, I think, maybe a $41 million opening weekend, $42 million opening weekend, which is pretty big, particularly for a rated R romantic drama um trying to think what else so so what final thoughts final thoughts yeah you what what are your final thoughts um since we don't have a pie to read yeah sorry guys no pie today um i would say are we doing are we doing letters are we doing pie what how are we gonna rate this just do whatever you want to do because i know my rating I would say it's probably like an A minus okay, for me. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's I would say good. like a really high B plus or an A minus for me. Yeah. And like it could be that I need to see it again. Mm-hmm. 
And I will say this, like, the romances is really good. I loved a lot of the, like, music parts of it. But I'm not going to watch this movie for a movie about fame. Like, I, I think a little bit I went into it because so many... Because I know a lot about the other stars forms. And those really do focus a lot on the... And, like, listen, those movies are, like, three hours long. Yeah. They have much... Like, I think in, I think in a three-hour version of this, we spend more time with the manager. Yeah. And we find out more about the destructive nature of fame. Yeah. But this movie isn't about that. This movie is about this one dude's personal destructive habits. Yeah. And we don't know where those came from. A little bit, those... I think in other versions, those destructive habits come from being famous. But in here, he had those when he was a kid. Like, he is just always he's been an addict for most of his life yeah and those just got exasperated as he became more and more famous because he had more access to drugs and no one ever bothered to ask any questions mm-hmm. um so i wouldn't watch it for like kind of like the music fame side of that i still personally i i love almost famous and i think from like a movie showing like the road and people on the road and the music industry that's probably would be the watch but from like two people falling in love and like kind of having a doomed romance this is a great great movie for that so i was like yeah like an a minus austin um 10 out of 10 buying the movie jesson yeah i i would say 10 out of 10 i i went in thinking that it i I, it was weird because i listened to a lot of the hype and i was like oh okay like what sorry um (laughs) I was like, what would it be if this movie was terrible? Like, how would I feel? But I, like, walked away, and I was, like, really pleasantly surprised. And, yeah, I'd say 10 out of 10. I'm probably going to buy it, and then probably buy the soundtrack, too. I would say definitely going to listen to the soundtrack a lot. That stuck with me. I think the soundtrack probably sticks with me. Yeah. As much, maybe more than the movie it does. I I can pick and choose, like, parts, like I said, in this movie that really affect me, but that soundtrack, all of it. Really hits me hard. I, I think a big thing for me, and um, I think we touched on this, but when the documentary on Netflix came out about Lady Gaga, and she had stated that she was filming this movie with Bradley Cooper, and I was like really interested in it then, and then like kind of just waiting for this movie, and then just hearing all the hype. We've been talking about it for you know since we started this podcast, and just I, it really lived up to my expectations. Mm-hmm. So I, I would definitely say ten. Um, probably thing that I would change is him not dying yeah except that's like the only part of every single version of A Star is Born is he always dies in one way shape or form he always dies I was just really hopeful I I, I didn't either because I thought like when he came home from like there was a moment when he was sitting out of in his, his truck like I thought he was going to go to the show and I really wanted him to go to the show well you're supposed to like you know you're not supposed to root for him to die yeah. Also, this. I, did you ever see that movie that Terrence Malick directed with Ryan Gosling and Natalie Portman, Rooney Mara? Is that and Michael song Fassbender? To a song or something? Yeah, like song that? to song. For some reason, and I didn't even watch that movie, I just kept thinking of this movie when I was watching this. Yeah, I think that one probably is, feels a lot different. Yeah, or Terrence, it does. Terrence Malick is like, has a totally weird vibe, but. But also, I think it was just because of the, like, the, the concert song. scenes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So all of us in agreement that this is a great movie. Everyone, if you yeah. haven't seen it, for whatever reason you listen to this whole play-by-play of the entire plot of this movie and you did not go see it, go see it. You don't actually have to see it now. 
You 100% have to see it. You should definitely go see this movie. It's going to be... Don't listen to Justin. Listen, this movie's going to be around. It's going to possibly win a lot of Oscars. Who knows? Yeah, that's another thing. I kind of changed my Oscar list. Um, I was kind of like... I thought Nicole... Or uh, what's her name? That Colette. She was in Hereditary. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. I thought she might win an Oscar. You gotta stop bringing up that movie. I got to, but dude, that movie... I haven't even watched it. I don't want to watch it. But I think Lady Gaga is probably up for an Oscar. Look, it's a long time. Oscars it, don't come up until not, February. That's not that long. That's yeah, it's a long time, actually. November, December, January, February. That's four months away. Okay, here's my only thing. It's one of the reasons I'm just not as 100% as these guys on this movie. I am really excited for them. And like I did love the lead-up marketing campaign for this movie. But the starting to run for Oscars campaign, I'm a little bit over it. Like, I'm almost over it. But what else is playing in theaters now? No, no, no. Here's my, here's my problem with that. There is a long time <laughs> between sweep now the Oscars. and the end of the year. I the Oscar nominations aren't even done. I, they don't do them until January. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. I don't know. I, I don't think there's any other movies that are good. I mean, the ones that we talked about are coming out that we are all excited for. I think those might be in runnings, but I also think, like, I think this will be up there, too. This will definitely be up there. It never fails, though. Anytime people pick a movie, something comes out of the woodwork, you will be surprised. Just don't get your heart broken. I'm not, I mean, like, I... Don't get your heart broken if people turn around and they're just like, oh, I'm so over that movie. It's it's a little bit of, like, fatigue about it. You have to remember, like, like, I'm fatigued about it, and I'm not an Oscar broker. Like, no one's, like, targeting me with these ads. Like, the level of, like, like the, what they're going to be doing to try to win an Oscar, it's going to be, people are going to get tired of it. It's hard to maintain that for that long. Because it's just the beginning of October. We have a long time through all of Oscar season. And um, Side note, I'm still mad that uh, Baby Driver didn't win. Um, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Editing. Only care about sound <laughs> editing. Baby Driver had no reason to win anything else. Well, but no, this, no, the no. Mix, is it mixing? I always get confused with editing and mixing. Sound editing. Sound mixing. Whichever one it was, it, it deserved to win one of those, for sure. Uh, <sighs> no, freaking, what did you just freaking, say? Uh, Wait, what one instead of it? Uh, what was it? Shape of Water? No, no, yeah. no. Well, movie of the year, but uh, what was Christopher Nolan's movie? Oh, yeah, that's a good movie, though. That's Dunkirk. That wasn't... Screw Dunkirk. Okay, oh, first. Haven't seen it. Yes, you have. You went and watched it with. No. Oh. Haven't seen it. I'm just saying. He, that, it wasn't he, edited to the beat of music the whole time, so. I, yeah, they did some really cool stuff with editing in that one, though. Oh, the, they, war they, movies always win audio. They do. I, that You are right. They do always win audio. <laughs> Dunkirk is a testament. <laughs> of that that. Is a te- they do always win <laughs> Look audio. Look at Pearl Harbor when it came out. So. Branch out. The last thing I'll say is. I am actually really excited about Bradley Cooper's career as a director. Um, I wonder where he'll go next. He has actually, so I, I know what he's got in production, what he's working on right now, trying to get off develop it. Um, so for a long time, people have wanted to make a biopic about Leonard Bernstein, who is one, who's like a famed uh, composer, conductor, uh, Broadway composer. And um, for a long time, I think Spielberg had the rights to that story, and Spielberg was trying to put together uh, Leonard Bernstein one um, West Side Story so we thought 
uh, we thought Spielberg was going to do a West Side Story. There were some people the who um, redo a West Side Story musical. I don't know if he's going to still do that for a little while. They thought maybe that the West Side Story musical was kind of embedded in this Leonard Bernstein biopic. I don't know if any of that's happening anymore because Spielberg doesn't have the rights anymore. Bradley Cooper is making the Leonard Bernstein biopic, which is going to be really interesting because it's clear he does a very good job of directing music, like a movie that is very musical. I don't think the Leonard Bernstein movie will end up being an actual, what we would traditionally call a musical in that like the songs move the plot forward. Like you would like West Side Story is a real musical as opposed to a movie about music like this movie is like a star is born is and i think that i think that bradley cooper did a good job with that so i will be interested to see if he's able to pull that off because that would be really cool because he did a good job like he's a good director so far he's only done one thing but he's pretty good any last thoughts let's all just take a moment to reminisce on that scene where the camera tracked them it's a great scene oh my god it's so good it's it's brilliant. I'm sorry. Like I get really excited about tracking scenes. They're some of my favorites. I love them so much. So <laughs> I know that's like so really weird, like so film nerdy, but I do love tracking scenes. A good one. I, I will say this, one of the your favorite episodes about uh, from True Detective season one, it's because of that tracking scene when they're taking down the neo-Nazis. The single yes. shot where they're yes. walking through the house, that's Carrie Fukunaga. Genius scene. So we'll end on a note. Good tracking scenes. I, I are think there's just going to be one day where I'm just going to. You, I'm just going to talk. Put about your hands Jimmy away from the mic. first season. Just. I promise when the second season premier, the third season premieres, we will be able to talk mm-hmm. about a do a real in depth look. Before then, we will do an in depth look at True Detective season one with. Five minutes devoted to season two. Uh, <laughs> well, I, let me say this. Let me say this. You guys can do that. I'm expecting a full written pilot for Sharp Detective. <laughs> nice. That's going to happen. Oh I'm going to do that. Sharp Detective. <laughs> what was the name of the town that Amy Adams' character was in? Was it Windblown? Uh, Windgap. Windgap. <laughs> Windgap. No, yeah. we have to call it Windblown now. <laughs> Windblown, Louisiana. <laughs> Anna. Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and Woody Harrelson walk in. Enter Amy Adams. All of a sudden, a Lou Reed song plays in the background. Painted black. Oh my god, y'all are uh, so stupid. No, this is gonna happen. And I'm gonna, write it. And I'm gonna read it and we're gonna interact the screen. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna read full we're, audio TV shows. <laughs> no, no, no. We're doing a table read on the podcast. Hey. HBO picks it up. They won't, but sure. <laughs> they do. We uh, might get sued for detective. copyright infringement. No, <laughs> That's more likely. No, we won't. That's more likely. I know people. <laughs> oh, do you at HBO? <laughs> Not a single one. <laughs> <laughs> a man can dream. All right. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, once again, sorry, there's no pie. And um, we will be back with our regular scheduled programming next time. Yeah. But before we go... Don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. at PiePanPop. Um, and you can email us at PiePanPop.podcast at gmail.com. Once again, I'm Alicia. I'm Austin. I'm Justin. And thanks, guys, for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.